Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. It's great to have you here. My name is Brian Sparks. I'm lead pastor here at the church. RC, and we're so honored to have each and every one of you here. Uh, we know that we're not the church for everybody, but we are the church for somebody, and so we pray that this might be your church home. And uh, you come on a great Sunday because it's our Vision Sunday. This is not a traditional Sunday. Uh, normally, we do church, we we have worship, and I preach a, a typical message uh, that is mind blowing, uh, to say the least. I'm- Hey, I have the mic. I can say whatever I feel like saying, right? And um, anyways, but but I, we preach a message and all of that. But but here's the thing is that every six months, we like to just pause and we like to say, okay, well, what are we doing? Where are we going? Which direction are we headed? Here's the thing is that I don't know about you, but I, I'm a little bit ADD. ADDDDDD. Anybody else in here? The same way, like I, I, I can lose focus pretty easily, and I think that most of us would, if we were really honest, we would admit that we can lose focus, right? And you can lose focus in your own life, and so it's good to every now and then, as a church, we come together and we talk about where we're headed as a church, what God has done, where he's taking us, what God is going to do, and how, how awesome it is, and so this is a really fun time. If you're visiting, you're going you're gonna to love this because you get to hear all that's going on and all that God has done. And so if you have a Bible, turn to Luke 14, verse 23, Luke 14 and verse 23. This is kind of one of the, uh, the verses that we stand on, we believe in very much. It says, then, then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be halfway full. What does it say? Does it say halfway full? Does it say just a little full, full enough that I have a whole row to myself, right? No, no, it says that my house may be filled. That means this, that it doesn't matter what your opinion is, God likes a full house, right? He doesn't like full house, not the show. He likes a full house house. And so as a church, we believe that. We are passionate about that. We are reaching people because we want God's house to be full because we really do do believe that the gospel is making a difference. Amen. Let me pray with you. Lord, right now, I thank you for this amazing church. Lord, I thank you that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, we just come together today to celebrate your goodness and all that you're doing in and through us as a church. And everybody said, amen. Well, if you are visiting for the first time, uh, just let me just give you a quick overview of what we believe as a church. You know, the thing is, is that I think a lot of times I, I, I have this all or nothing mentality, right? I, I, that's just my, the way of doing things. Like if I'm going to start working out, I'm going to work out seven days a week. And then I'm not going to work out ever again because... I've worked out seven days and I'm too sore to work out anymore. So I feel like I'm allergic to working out because every time I do it, I'm sore. And so it's something wrong with my body. I'm not sure. But, but here's the thing is, is that, that, that we understand that I don't even know where I was going with that. See, I told you, ADD, it happens to all of us. But, but here's the thing is, is that we understand that we just got to take time and, and, and we understand that God takes time to work in 
every one of us. And we believe that that happens in a process. See, here's what we say here at the church is that we don't think that God has called you to perfection because if he's called you to perfection, you're never going to get there because I don't know a perfect person ever, right? I don't know. I've seen 95-year-olds that aren't perfect. They still got issues. They still got things. So God hasn't called us to perfection. He's called us to process. And every one of us are a work in progress. We're, we're a work in process, and we're kind of going through this. And so as a pastor, I like to just lay this out in steps. We believe that everything, this whole process, we can kind of define into four steps, and we like to keep it really easy for you. The number one thing that we hope and pray that everybody here that comes into comes through these doors has first is an encounter with Jesus. I know this, it's not about religion, it's about relationship. I know this, that Jesus really does change everything. He really does. And, and there's people out there that honestly, they don't like church. You talk to them, they don't like church, they don't like Christians, whatever has happened. But if they can ever encounter Jesus, then their life will never be the same. And that's what we are passionate about here. In fact, we have, a, we have this vision that we want to encounter, uh, create an atmosphere so people can encounter Jesus. Because we believe this, that when you encounter Jesus, your life will never be the same. So first and foremost, our passion as a church is that you encounter Jesus. The second thing that we really want you to do uh, as a church is we want you to find community. We want you to find community, and, and we have what we call community groups here at the church, and uh, they meet all throughout the week. I have people say, do you have Wednesday night service? No, we have, we have church every day of the week, right? We have, we have people that are meeting in homes all across, all across your area. There's one near you, and they're doing different things. They're coming together. Here's the thing is, is that God has not created you to do life alone. And when you begin to get into a community group and you begin to plug into this community group, then what happens is, is you're building a relationship. And God wants you to have relationships in your life. And as you begin to slowly but surely, it doesn't happen immediately, but as you begin to get into this relationship with friends and, and, and loved ones, then what happens is, is you begin to be able to pull back the veil uh, on the real you. Not, come on, not the church you. Not the, oh, when you come in, how are you doing? Oh, praise Jesus, I'm so good. I'm ble-. Not the church you. I'm talking about the real you that was screaming and shouting curse words at your kids on the way to church. I'm talking about that you, the one that was like, why are you not ready? You scream, right, you, that you. The one that we all have, right? Because we're all the working progress and we begin to pull back the the curtain on that and begin to show people and you know what's great is that we can not just pull back the curtain and show people the the areas that we're struggling in we can pull back the curtain and show people the areas that we're winning in and we come together and in community we celebrate each other's wins and we pray for one another and it's just an awesome thing here's the thing is that we are not a church with community groups we are a church of community groups that means a bunch of community groups coming together on a Sunday to worship God amen the third thing that we desire for you to do here at the church is we want you to discover your purpose discover your purpose. I want you to know, and I don't care what anybody has ever said to you, that you have a purpose in life. That God has put you here. He has put a gift. He's put a talent and he's put an ability on the inside of you. 
and he hasn't put it there so that you can just sit in a pew and do nothing with it. God has put you here for a reason. And I, as a, one of my, my highest callings as a pastor is to help people find their purpose. Now, let me just say this. A purpose is not what you, necessarily what you do for a living. A purpose is what you do to reach people for God. And that's what every one of us, you see these people that come in and they set all this stuff up and they pull trailers and they, they rock babies and they, they greet people and they do all this. And all of these people, what they've done is that they found a purpose and that's why they're smiling. Not because we give them drugs. It's because they're happy. They're actually happy to be here. Why? Because they found a purpose and they know that they're making a difference. And that's what we want. I I, I want above anything else. And so the way we do that is you go through our Next Steps program. And our Next Steps is our pathway to membership. But in this, we will give you an opportunity to take a test. And don't worry, it's not a pass-fail. You're okay. Uh, I know some of you like start sweating just at the word test, but it's okay. Uh, but you take this test and what it does is it just kind of reveals what, what, what your passions are. And what we want you to do is we want you to be passionate about the area you serve. Here's the thing is we call volunteer a dirty word here because I don't need volunteers. I need people that know that they're called. I don't want volunteers in my nursery. I want people that know that they are called to take care of those babies, right? I want people that know that they're called to take care of our kids area. I want people that are called. And so that's an area where we're excited about in discovering your purpose. Number four, the last one, is we want you to impact your world. We want you to make a difference in this world. You know, the thing is, is I think that a lot of us get overwhelmed and we think as soon as I said impact your world, you thought impact the world. And the truth is, is that when you think about impacting the world, you get overwhelmed because I don't know about you, the world is a big place. But when I think, when I understand this, that God hasn't necessarily called everyone to impact the entire world, he's, but he's called every one of us to impact our world. That means the people that you work with, God wants you to make a difference in their life. The people that you go home with, your family, God wants you to make a difference in your life. The people that you run into at the grocery store, God wants you to make a difference in their life. And what happens is, is when we understand, when we encounter Jesus, and when we, when we get into community, and when we find our purpose, we begin to make an impact in the world around us. Amen? So that's our heart as a church. Now then, I'm going to get into our vision Sunday and celebrating our wins, all right? So today I want to talk to you about how we're making a difference in our world, as a church, in our world, in our backyard, and in our house, okay? In our world, in our backyard, and in our house. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Our House, Our House. You know, when I was single, I didn't need much. In fact, I was perfectly happy living at home with my parents. Don't judge me. It was free and mom cooked. Amen? I, I, hey, I, I was like, I, ain't no shame in my game. I'll live at home. And I didn't need much. All I needed was a bed, a shower, and a singing, talking bass hanging on my wall. Y'all with me? Don't act like you didn't have the singing bass on your wall when you were single, guys. Come on. Uh, and that's all I needed. But when I met Crystal and we got married, all of a sudden, my needs changed. She wasn't cool with the bass. 
I don't know why. She just wasn't. She wanted that thing gone. And, and the truth is, is she wasn't cool living at my parents' house. She wanted her own place. We needed more room as my family group. And so we got a one-bedroom apartment because we needed a, a living room. Come on, we needed a dining room. We needed a kitchen. We needed a bedroom. Amen. And we needed, we needed, this, we needed room to expand. And I, we had no idea how we were going to fill all of this room because we had lived in such small places. But then as our family began to expand, uh, we began to need more room. We began to fill that space. Uh, a little time went by and all of a sudden we find out that Crystal uh, is pregnant with Braley and we're excited about that. But we once again realized that this space was not going to work. I know there's a big tiny move house thing. That's cool. If that's you, that's not me, right? I need my space. Get out of my face. All right. And so I needed room. I needed a little more room. And so we bought a little three-bedroom, one-bath house, and we were so excited. It had a yard, and we bring this beautiful baby girl home, and man, it's awesome. And then, and then a little time goes by, and we find out that Bear, or Rylan, is on the way. And, and everything, we bring him home from the hospital, and everything's good, but it begins to get really tight and cramped. And we, once again, we find ourselves needing a little more room, Right? Now, here's the thing is that I found is that the bigger my family or the more my family grew, the more I needed a bigger house, right? The more, the more my, the more, the size of my family actually determined the size of my house. And a lot of times here as the church, we get so focused on our little area that we don't realize what's going on around us. Have you ever noticed that the bigger the house is, the more you don't know what's going on in the different rooms? Come on, some of you, your, your kids live upstairs, you have no idea, and you don't want to know what's going on up there, right? You live downstairs in your own little perfect world, and everything's clean, and it's good, and everything, but you don't go upstairs. Don't even dare venture up there. That's the way we are, because we don't know what's going on in every house, because the bigger the house, and so as a church, I think that a lot of us don't know what's going on. We, we get focused on our service, in our little world, but the truth is, is that you look at this service, but there's, three, there, there's two more just like it. And so we have a lot of stuff going on, and there's a lot of different things. And so this is just kind of bringing focus to what's going on first in our world. This is how we're making an impact in our world. In, in a, uh, we have had 2,887 downloads of our podcast in the last three months alone. 2,880, can you believe people want to listen to us? 2,887 downloads of our podcast in the last three months alone. Some of those, uh, and these are regular downloads in these countries. Russia, Germany, Canada, Canadians, amen. Oh, don't you know, eh? Australia and Japan. Come on, these are people that are listening. Now, this is the reason why I tell you this, is we're making a difference. I always tell you this every Sunday, is that we're bigger than these four walls, that we're reaching more people than that's just in these four walls. And what's happening is, is that the gospel is going forth to these different countries. Amen? 
We support a ministry called, uh, it's Bernie Moore Ministries, and, and we've had uh, Bernie in to, to speak. He's an evangelist, and, and God has given him an incredible, I mean, uh, just a gift to reach people. Uh, he tells people about Jesus, and, and, and he's exposing people to the gospel, and he's doing an incredible job. But he really, and he kind of did this all over the world for a long time. You know, he would go to India, he would go uh, to all these different countries, but then uh, all of a sudden, God really put the last, the, uh, a couple of years ago, he was in Africa. And God said this, I I really want you to focus on Africa. And he began to pray about it. And he felt like God said, there's, you're going to have a million soul harvest, a million people that receive Jesus in the next three years. So he began to focus, million people, that's a lot of people. He began to focus his efforts on Africa, and he's been going for two years, and in those two years, he's seen 700,000 people give their life to Jesus in two years alone. Come on, somebody. And here's the thing, is that we partner with Bernie, right? We partner with him to help send him so that the gospel can go forth. Now, uh, I was talking to him on the uh, the phone the other day, and we we send him a, uh, you know money on a monthly basis, and I was talking to him the other the day and uh, he has a he has a crusade coming up in May. Now he's going to northern Uganda uh, in a town called Moyo that has never had a gospel crusade in it ever. And uh, he's kind of target, and that's where he's going. He's going to these areas that nobody else has gone to. In fact, this this area has had very little exposure to the gospel at all. And so he's had a really difficult time raising the funds that he needs to 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 put this crusade on. And so he calls me, and he's talking to me. He's like, "Yeah, you just be believing God with us." And he told me how much he needed, which was quite a bit of money. And, and he told me how much he needed, and I and I said, oh, "Okay." And I hung up the phone. I told Crystal, I said, "I think we're supposed to do that." So I picked up the phone, I called him and I said, hey, I just want you to know at the church RC, the church RC is going to meet your budget so you can do that crusade in Moyo, Northern Uganda. Come on, somebody. And I can't wait to hear, let me just tell you this, that you're a part of that. You're a part of that. I didn't have to come up and take a special offering, right? You're a part of that because you're generous. The gospel is going forward. You know, there's a missionary in Lake Victoria Africa. And, uh, he, he's in the, he's in this area and he, and he, he, there's such a need. There's so many orphans that he saw this need. He, he, you know, he was, he was doing crusades and things, but he saw this need and he began, God began to put it on his heart that he needed to open an orphanage. The need was so great that the, that, that, the, uh, that Africa actually gave him 320 acres and said, just keep taking in orphans as much as you can. Because all of these, all of these children, uh, their, their parents, a lot of these children's parents are dying and they're left with nothing. They have no family. They have no home. They have nothing to go home to. They, they're just left out on the streets. And so what he did is he begins to take them in and he, and as he's taking them in, he doesn't just take them in, uh, for a short term. He takes them in for a long time. He, he, he takes care of them until they're 18 years old. And in that time, he teaches them the gospel, right? He teaches them about Jesus and how much he, that they have a calling and a purpose on their life. He does this and he also teaches them a trade. Because he wants them to leave there knowing how to function in the world, right? And so he, he does this. Well, guess what? As, as times goes on, that everybody is swarming to this, this little orphanage and he's running out of room. Now, let me just show you a, a picture of a little girl. If we can have it up here on the screen. Picture of a little girl. All right. This is miracle. 
Miracle. Now, the reason why she's named Miracle is because they found her, this, this missionary found her when, when she was nine months old. She was left out on the street. Nobody taking care of her at nine. Can you imagine? Nine months old. She was so malnourished that they didn't think that she was going to survive. They honestly thought that she wasn't. So they just decided, you know, we're going to love her. We're going to take care of her. As long as she survives, we're just going to take care of her. Now then, as they began to nourish her, as they began to take care of her, she began to thrive. Now this is miracle at four years old. She's thriving and she's healthy and she's, she's living an amazing life. Now here's the deal. Because he's running out of room, he was turning away kids. He didn't have room. He was completely full. He had no room. And as a church, we heard about this. And so what we did is we decided, you know what, as a church, we're going to do something about it. Because we might not be able to do everything, but we can do something. And so what we did as a church is we built him another orphanage, come on somebody, where 18 miracles are going to be housed for the next 18 years, taken care of, come on, taught how to live and how to, and the word of God. See, here's the thing, is that we're making a difference as a church. You know, there's a, another orphanage in, in Haiti. And uh, we actually just had a team that went over from the church, Roy City, and we're sending another team over in July, and they're doing an amazing work there. And, uh, and as soon as it, God just really put it on our heart, they have 70 orphans in, right now there in Haiti. And, uh, and, and we have some, uh, you know, uh, we sent Crystal Figueroa and Jocelyn and Lauren, they all went over there and they're just loving on babies and taking care of them. Well, we, we, God really put these people on our heart and we found out this, now here's the thing is this is how big these missionaries hearts are, is that he is working for free. He is over there. His wife works a full-time job to support him so that he can be over there to love on kids. Now, these kids were not in good shape when they came over. In fact, they were, most of them weren't, were barely getting one meal a day. So they came in and they began to try to change that and, and they began to make a difference. Now these, these uh, young children are getting three meals a day because of their efforts. And we found out as a church how much their budget was to feed all of those kids for a month. And we are doing, we have adopted every one of those kids and we're paying to feed them every month. Here's the thing is that you are doing that, not we are doing that as a church. You know, here's the thing is that there is no such thing as an ordinary day when you give to the house of God. There's no such thing. Because every time you give, God is going to make a difference in somebody's life. Every time you give, another life is being impacted, another child is being helped, another person is being one to Jesus. Matthew 25, 35 says this. says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. Can I tell you, church, that this is y'all. This is y'all. This is what y'all are doing. I know that some of you are like, I've never been to Africa. I know some of you are going, I've never been to Haiti. But here's the deal, is that every one of you are making a difference. Every one of you are taking in strangers. Every one of you are feeding hungry people, and every one of you are giving a drink to thirsty people. Thank you so much. Come on, give yourself a round of applause. It's you. I'm bragging on you. I'm bragging on you as a church. You're awesome. You're amazing.
Amen? God is doing incredible, incredible things. Now, here's the thing is we're not just making a difference in our world. We're also making a difference in our backyard. Now, we, we believe, like I said, we're not a church that's contained in four walls. We are a church of community groups. Right now, we have 28 community groups that are meeting in seven cities in our area. We have over 320 people meeting on a regular basis. Now, here's what's amazing about that is that a lo- there's, there's quite a few of those people that don't even call the church RC their home. They don't go to church at all. And what we're doing is, is we are extending the love of God beyond these four walls into our communities and we're reaching people that nobody else is reaching. God is doing amazing things right here in our backyard. One of our groups is an outreach group. And in this outreach group, they decide, uh, I, I love what they're doing because they decided, you know what, there, there's needs in our community and there's, there's people that have needs and we want to just do whatever we can to help. And so they made a decision that they were going to just kind of just search out and find needs in the community. And so far they've been helping uh, single moms, come on, who are just trying to make ends meet, trying to get by. Come on, all the single moms, you know how crazy it is. You're like, sign me up. I need somebody to come mow my yard. We'll call them, okay? Here's the thing is that they are doing incredible things. They're not just helping single moms, but they're helping widows that have lost uh, their spouse recently. And they're coming in and they're just filling in the gap, the overwhelming gap of that. You know, here's the thing is as a community, we're here to make a difference. We also support our local food pantry. And currently in our local food pantry, we are feeding 380 people a month in our local food pantry. And every, every month we write a check to them to support them and to help them. We send volunteers to them to help them in their efforts on what they're doing. You know, a lot of people go, well, why don't we do a food pantry? Because somebody else is already doing it. Why not just get behind what somebody else is doing and support them? They've already started it. They're already running with it. Why not just support them in what they're doing? And so that's what we do as a church. See, here's the thing is we're making a huge difference right here in our own backyard, but we're also making a difference right here in our house. You know, Crystal and I have stood on this scripture since we started the church. It's Acts 16, 5. It says this, so the churches were strengthened in the faith. Amen. But it also says this, and they increased in number daily. Daily. They increased in number. So Crystal and I kind of shortened that to make it a little bit easier to say. So we say this, a New Testament church grows daily. And that's what y'all are doing as a church. Because of your efforts, because you're reaching your, your co-workers, because you're reaching out to your families, because you're reaching out to complete and total strangers, to all the crazy people out there that are doing that, I love you. The, to, to, because you're doing that, in the last year alone, as a church, we have grown 42.5% in one year. 42.5% in one year. Because you're reaching out because you're reaching the people around you, because you're doing what God has, because you're making an impact on your world. Here's the thing is in the last six months alone, we have seen 341 people give their life to Jesus. In the last six months, church, 
341 people have given their life to Jesus. Every Sunday in our tiny walkers and and in our kids department, we have 150 world changers that are being taught the gospel. Here's the thing is a lot of people say, oh, well, you're babysitting my kids while I go to church. No, I'm babysitting you while they go to church. Amen. That's what we are. We're passionate. You see all these neon shirts around here. These people are passionate about raising up your kids to be world changers. Amen. 150 world changers. Next week is our baptism Sunday. And right now we have 17 people signed up to be baptized next week. And here's the thing is maybe you're here today and you think, man, I've never been baptized. Maybe you're here today and you said, man, I've made a decision for Jesus, but I've never, I've never been baptized. Can I just encourage you? We believe in that. And there's room for you. You might think there's not room. No, there's plenty of room for you. We'll make room for you. But we encourage you to take that next step and get water baptized. Now, here's the thing. Here's a couple of changes. Are you ready? Because I'm a long-winded preacher, we need more time to transition people, right? Uh, There's no more proof than what was last service because I ran over. Some of y'all were like, what, church is just now starting? No, it's, it's trying to end, but, but I'm, I've preached too long, and that's my fault. It's my fault. So, but, but, but because of that, we need a little more time in between services so that we can, come on, y'all know how chaotic it is trying to get your kids checked in or get your kids checked out, and so we're giving a little more time for that. So starting Easter, there's a slight adjustment to our times. Come on, somebody say slight adjustment. Say slight adjustment. Come on, somebody say slight Adjustment. All right, so our first service on Easter Sunday will be at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Our second service on Easter Sunday, and there on, from there on out, will be at 10.30. Some of you are like, hey, man, I get to sleep in a little more. Come on, 10.30, you're praising Jesus right now. Not 10 a.m., 10.30, and our, our third service will be at straight up noon. They'll love that because they're late anyway. They're like, I'm a late, late service. I'm rolling in whenever I feel like it. That's cool. So we're going to do it straight up noon. So we're doing 9, 1030, and noon, starting Easter, and from then on out. Amen? It's going to be good, right? A little more time. I just get to preach longer. I'm excited. So, uh, but but, uh, there's also something really exciting that we got to show you that's starting on April uh, 30th. Let's take a look. Of what's to come. I know some of you are like, wait, we need more pictures. We'll give you more pictures, but we want to just kind of give you a little bit of something to whet your appetite. Because God is going to do something. I have people come up to me all the time and say, Brian, when are we going to do our heart for the house? When are we going to build this church? Well, guess what, church? This is our season. Come on. This is our time. This is the time that God has appointed for us. And we're going to build a building. The reason why we're building a building is not to have a building. It's to reach more people. A building is just a tool to reach more people. Amen? So as we gear up for this Heart for the House campaign, here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to do three things. Are you ready? Number one, I want you to pray. I know everybody in here, you can pray, right? You can pray for this campaign. You can pray for, and, and, and I, we believe in prayer here at the church. We believe in it. 
And so what we want you to do is we want you just to begin to pray as we, as we quickly approach on April 30th, we want you just to begin to pray for what God's going to do. That he'll bring in every dollar that we need to build this building. That he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, above all that we can imagine. Come on, that's what we're believing God for. So I'm asking you to pray. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to attend. Attend. April 30th to May 21st, we're going into this series, this Heart for the House campaign. And so I want you to come to those services. I know life's crazy. I know things are busy. I know that you've got a lot of stuff going on. But here's the deal. As, a, as your pastor, I'm asking you, try to do everything that you can to be here for those services. Because here's the thing is that I'm not, tack, I'm not tackling this as, as, a, as a person. I'm not tackling this alone. As a church, we're going to tackle this thing together. Amen? So just, just mark your calendar. Say, hey, we're going to be here. We're going to be a part. We're going to attend. We're going we're gonna to do this thing together. Amen? third thing I want you to do is I want you to participate. I believe this. I really do believe this, church. I believe that this com- campaign will be extremely successful if everyone participates. However that looks to you, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get up here and say, give this amount of money. But I am going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you, as we get closer, I want you to begin to pray about what can we do as a family to participate in building God's house. Amen? That's the only three things. So that's easy. Come on, I can pray. Come on, you can attend and you can participate. Amen? I know Crystal and I, we're praying and we're asking God, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want, to do? What, what do you want us to give to see your house built? Amen? Amen. Are you excited? Are you excited? At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com. 